Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica Kumar. In 2006, I first came to India for work and basically never looked back. My journey took me through learning Hindi, living in multiple parts of India, and The Invisible India podcast isn't just a place where I share about being married to an Indian, being a foreigner in India, the language learning process, and cross-cultural parenting. But it is a platform to highlight the lesser-known aspects of Indian culture by featuring stereotype-breaking Indians making waves in society. So chaliye, headphone lagake suniye hamare saath. Namaste, greetings. Jessica here, and we are back for episode seventy-two. What is it really like to be married to an Indian? Now, this episode is not meant to fetishize or trivialize or like reinforce untrue stereotypes about Indian people. This is meant to talk through cultural differences for those who are in relationship with Indians. So this is a little different from my other episodes, but we're going to get into it. People ask me shades of these questions all the time. Uh, what is it like being married to an Indian? What are the differences? They must be so different. How the families feel? All these things. So I got a group of people together from various backgrounds and asked them about their experiences of being married cross-culturally. One announcement I wanted to share before we get into the show is that I'm just on a personal note, I am drowning <laughs> professionally and um I am probably for the rest of 2020 just going to be releasing once a month. I'm going to try to get it out twice a month, but um you know right at this point we're in a massive transition. We're heading back to India after being in the US for several months. Uh, work is very, very uh, intense, busy. My family has a lot of needs. You know, I don't have a huge team of people managing the podcast with me. You know, maybe someday we'll grow to that point where we're like wildly successful and I can hire a bunch of people. But uh, I'm not at that point yet. But until I'm at that point, I will have to uh, go at my own pace, which is sometimes quite slow. But yes, every two weeks I'm releasing now. And for a couple of months, you might only see one a month from me, but know that yes, the course is out there and there is more material being created behind the scenes. Um, I am really focusing on quality over quantity. You guys know I don't just put out like random episodes of me talking about random junk. So, you know, I really try to bring quality content and that's what I'm really focused on. So, Thank you for being understanding, and uh, it helps me. The more you review and um, interact with me on social media, it definitely helps me to um, continue to grow. Before we get into it, I want to share about my Hindi course. Hindi Hacks You Didn't Know You Needed is out there. It is in the webverse. It's an online program that you can do at your own pace. It's not a live thing. You have uh, lifetime access to it once you sign up. So I recommend you go on there. The curriculum and everything is posted. What's included has nine short videos, five audio files that you can use to actually practice phrases to help you to start speaking right away. It also has a PDF guide and two printouts. It's about 40 minutes of instruction um, again, you can go through it 
at your own pace whenever you have time. I've gotten great feedback so far and I'm really enjoying interacting with some of the students on there and answering questions. One of the reasons I wanted to do this course is that I wanted to provide a little bit of a shortcut to some of the experiences that I've had. Obviously, you know, you most of you know my story being immersed in Indian culture for like almost 16 years now. I first went in 2006 and learned Hindi in a full immersion environment. Uh, the things that you learn are invaluable. It's not things that you learn from a book. So I want to go through some of the frequently asked questions about the course. So some people have asked, what is included in the course? Uh, I just mentioned that it's 40 minutes of instruction, has nine videos, five files that you can use to download and uh, practice speaking with. Also has a uh, my Hindi learning guide that right now it's just available to people using the course, but later on it will also become available to the public. What level is the course for? It is for beginners, but if you are a non-speaking intermediate, for example, like if you have a lot of vocabulary, you can read in Devnagri, or you can understand like basic uh things, but you can't really speak, this would definitely help you. What methodology is it based off of? This is based off of the GPA, which is the growing participator approach, but I've informalized it. I've added frozen phrases, which are super important for a beginner to learn. Like if you go to the books and read what are the first uh, questions you need to learn how to ask, and then you actually go and talk to someone, you're going to be very surprised because that's actually not what people ask you when you first meet someone. So we, those are kind of the things that are included in the course are what are the things that actually people want to talk to you about when you first meet them? And how do you say those things? Some people have also asked is maybe they're more advanced than this or maybe they want something for kids. Well, that's good because this is just the first course. There are more to come. This course is not meant to be all-inclusive of how to teach you Hindi from all the way to the beginning to the end. This is a starter course to show you how to listen and how to speak. What is included in the course that I can't already find for free on YouTube? This is a good one. If you have watched many YouTube language learning channels, you will know that many of them are actually shooting from the hip of what they think you want to learn not what actually works in starting a conversation in context. Do not mean at all to um, disregard uh, Indian teachers. With all due respect, most Indian folks have never had to learn another language. It just kind of happens by osmosis of living in a culture where there are multiple languages happening. They've never had to like learn about a different culture uh, I mean, these folks who are teaching Hindi and who are living in India. So it's great to have a Hindi teacher, but you also need information on what you actually need to learn first as a foreigner, the things that are people are going to ask you and how you can navigate. There's Those are two very different things. Also, many YouTubers do not have the training or experience in language learning or linguistics. They haven't studied language. They haven't learned a new language, like I mentioned. And sometimes they just give content that's irrelevant to the learner. Next question. Why don't I just learn from a native speaker? You know what I always say? 
You should absolutely be engaging with native speakers to learn any new language, but sometimes you need a guide to tell you how to best engage, what to listen for, and tips to start a conversation. I am partnering with the best Indian-run businesses to give recommendations on which resources are best for you with your unique learning style. That's what this is all about. Final question, it's too expensive. The course is 79 bucks, which is on par for courses that are less than an hour long uh, that include visual and audio and other files and a downloadable PDF. Actually, it's actually a lot of these courses are priced at over 100 bucks if you um, go on these different learning platforms. Mine is 79 Now, imagine yourself actually starting a conversation in Hindi or understanding what is going around you. What is that worth to you? This course gives you lifetime access and you can log in whenever you want and download the materials. Do you know what's actually super expensive? <laughs> Quitting your job, moving to India, and immersing yourself in learning Hindi full time for two years. <laughs> Those are the experience in the shortcuts that I'm providing through the Hindi Hacks course. So of course I'm biased, but I think it's more than worth it. Thanks so much for those of you who have already signed up. I'm loving seeing these registrations come through. I'm super thrilled and I'm very appreciative that you would journey with me in learning Hindi. If you have questions about learning Hindi, things that you would like to ask me, things that you would like to be included in another course, I will do my best either to answer those questions myself or to tap into a native speaker resource who can answer those questions and I can include that in the materials. So let's get on with the episode. Today I am talking about relationships in marriage and I have asked two other women to come on and share their perspectives. First woman is Shayda from Iran slash Canada and she's talking about her relationship with her Punjabi husband. The second woman is Parneet from France slash Belgium, and also her Punjabi husband. Those of you who know me, I'm Jessica, and I'm married to Abhishek, who's from Bihar. I'm from the United States, but live full-time in India. I've asked three questions, and these are not meant to oversimplify or fetishize Indian people. We're going to talk about just some of the cultural differences uh, that we can't deny that are there from being uh, a person of a different culture and being married to an Indian person. So the three questions are, number one, what is a thing that you enjoy about being married to an Indian person? Second is, what do you enjoy about Indian culture? And third is, what is a challenge that you have being married into Indian culture? So we're going to go through these three things with three women. Let's go. Hello, guys. My name is Shayda. You Indians usually call me Shiny G and I'm Iranian. My husband is Punjabi. I love Indian food and having an Indian husband give me a good chance to eat a lot of them. What I like about Indian culture is their song, their music and the clothes. I like lehenga and sari. Of course, a biggest challenge to have an interracial marriage is language and that's why that I'm learning Punjabi. Um, my name is Parnit. 
I am basically from French background, so that means uh, I grew up in France, live in France all my life, and we are basically a Christian uh, family, but uh, we are not too much um, inside the practice of religion, basically. Uh, after that, I moved uh, to Belgium in 2012, and I meet my Punjabi husband. For me, there is something big uh, in Indian culture than you you will find nowhere in europe we don't have this system about the family family notion and family uh, dimension it's really a big thing in india uh, everything it's every decision uh, everything in house it's made according to the family living there and when you are a son-in-law daughter-in-law something like me and you really feel include yeah inside this family so that means you are not uh, a piece of cake from outside or something like this but you are really include and your decision you're talking they are they are take uh, inside the family meter uh, all european get crazy about uh, indian food maybe it's a uh, stereotype things but uh me and my husband we are special on it because uh we like uh, indian food masala test them like it but we cannot at all eat uh, milk so uh, what is spicy a lot, fire. I have started basically uh, on a young age uh, to learn Bollywood dance. And uh, I have made so many workshops of different dance, but Kalbelia, but uh, South Indian dance. I have practiced Odyssey. I have practiced so many, so many different type of dance. I found myself in the Bangra and Gidda. Uh, I turned that uh, to a fitness uh, style lesson with a friend uh, from France and uh, really, really released a kind of concept of uh, Indian dance fitness. Bangra, it's um, a bit of life. When I listen doll, when I listen odd beat of Bangra, it's something that I cannot stop myself to move, so it's really something I like. Uh, there is one main point, and I found that Indian system is really, really hard. It's the educational educational system, sorry, for, for children. So, when I go to India, uh, I see then uh, children, they have a lot of paper, they have a lot of tests every time. It's just something then... Uh, I don't know how many tests they have. We say in Europe we have a test, okay, in a trimester or semester sometime, yeah, but we don't have tests every time, every time. So there it's uh, um, current to have a regular test uh, about uh, all uh, the, the, the learning you got in school. They work as a society about the educational system. They don't take apart the children, means the type of children can learn them like that or can learn them like that. Parents um, decide to bring them children so after school, when they are in half day or something like this, or holiday, they have to go in tuition. This is something I found really crazy because they cannot have any calm and peace moment uh, out of the school because students need also some time, you know, to release and to get out of the school matter. And there is a consistently pressure on the student then you have to learn you have to learn it's bringing by the school it's bringing by the parents and it's a system then society makes them like that 
I'm <laughs> I really don't think it's the best system to make educated children we have already so many type of problem of uh, educational uh, system in Europe and we don't agree about this type of we call pedagogy and I believe put pressure in uh, in students same like this in children same like this it's not going to give them a better result really uh, it's going to create so many problems and maybe sometimes it's going to create resistance about the study and make them completely upset of themselves and create psychological pro problem for them so it's really something if i can change with a wand or something yeah, make some spell i would like to change in in indian culture really for the wellness of the student thank you bye all right my chance now to give my thoughts i have grew up in the united states and uh in the midwest and now have lived most of my adult life in india however uh there are still challenges and interesting things that come up all the time i would say for me one of the things i love most about being married to an indian person is uh just the the sense of people are so invitational towards you as a part of the family and kind of how you have a, a given role in the family. That's something very unique. I think in Western culture, that's just not there. It's like, there's no expectations specifically laid out for you as an individual or as uh, in your role in the family. And so I really love that about being married to Abhishek and being married in a Bihari family. Second question thing that I love about Indian culture, I mean, others have mentioned the food that's an obvious huge win. But to go a little bit deeper, the community aspect, people really are uh, you know, in each other's lives and care about one another, um, are also just keep in touch, know what's going on in each other's lives, ask the right questions. People are constantly asking questions, how you're doing, what's going on. People might get very annoyed with that and say, you know, just leave me alone, I'm trying to live my life. Uh, but I actually enjoy a lot of that. And third, one challenge that I have uh, living or being married uh, to an Indian person. You know, we have a very different sense of what personal responsibility looks like. So there are things that in my mind fall like very clearly in my court and things that fall very clearly in his court as far as responsibilities, things that should be done. And I think he has a more, uh, or I think it, in many Indian men have a more like fluid notion of what that could look like. So for example, if, uh, you know, there's an expectation of like helping each other out with things and that very much I've seen across the board in uh, a lot of Indian families, <laughs> my mother-in-law, I'm picking on her. She, uh, you know, is, was not in the greatest health a couple of years ago. And we were asking her, my up, up, like, why don't you go out for a walk? Why don't you go and do something? She's like, Beta biti nahi chalate, to hum kya kare? Like basically, beta biti zabardasti nahi karte, humko leke nahi jate, to hum kya kare? So basically, she was saying that my daughter and son aren't here to take me and make me go, so it's not my fault. <laughs> right? So there's the kind of uh, expectation of, well, someone else should be there to like encourage me to do it. It's not my fault, right? The personal responsibility is quite different uh, in, in certain 
aspects. So I think that would be a huge cultural difference that uh, after 12 years, almost 12 years of marriage, I've uh, still still wrestle with at times and still <laughs> kind of roll my eyes at at times. And that's something I don't think you quickly get over uh, get over as an individualistic American. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a cross-cultural couple and you are from very different countries from those that I've already mentioned, I would really like to hear from you, particularly if you are from Latin America, South America, Australia, eastern parts of Asia, or any part of Africa, Polynesia, Indonesia. I, I want to hear from you. I would like to hear your perspectives about being in a relationship with an Indian person and and also being involved in Indian culture. Message me so that I can capture your story. My email, as you know, is jessica at invisibleindiapodcast.com. You can message me. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter at Invisible India. If you just look up Invisible India, you'll find me there. I would love to hear feedback on this episode, things that you thought. One thing you can also do is review this episode on the listening platform of your choice, particularly Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear what you have to say and your thoughts on the show. One thing I'm going to continue to say and ask for your support on Patreon. Uh, I just actually gave all my Patreon subscribers this course, the Hindi course, for free because they're amazing and I just appreciate them so much. So this year I made the, the course content free to them and I also give personalized content recommendations. I respond to Q&A to my Patreon subscribers. Again, you can hop on there at any level per month. I think the lowest one's like $3 and the highest one is $15. Again, keep an eye out for the upcoming Hindi resource guide that's coming out to the public. Right now it's only available for my Patreon subscribers and people who are enrolled in the Hindi Hacks course.